Hi guys, this is Morgan Zambrano and I wanted to intro this episode because it's different than most of my episodes where I'm just training you. Um, If you don't know, I do one-on-one coaching for network marketers and my client Tabitha is just crushing it. And I asked her if I could share her call, um, not just because her questions are great, because the topic is super helpful. We talked about leadership, um, but also because I think hearing about her success matters because she's, she's just a normal human and she's only been in the industry a couple of years and her results are incredible. So listen to this, um, go give her a follow. I really think she's one to watch. And if you want one-on-one coaching like Tabitha, go to morganzambrano.com to get on my calendar and maybe you will be able to be featured next time. So, uh, yeah, enjoy this call and thank you, Tabitha, for letting me share this with everyone. What do you want to talk about? Okay, so I think I've been thinking about this. I was like, what do I want to align my focus on? But this year is really my year of trying to grow my business on social media and content and like really outreaching my market for my niche and like what I have to offer as far as recruiting who I am as a person, not just what the business opportunity is and what I can offer. So like I've been doing that in my reels that I've been posting daily, just kind of like, because I'm very positive, like wanting people to believe in themselves and um, untapping potential in people for what they have to offer. So trying to show that more, but I've never been in the, um, I guess, social media realm of content. So I'm like all new to that and just kind of faking it till I'm making it because I didn't do this in 2020 where I feel like that was like where the whole everybody was doing uh-huh. So I'm, I might be late to the game, but that's really where I want to put my focus at this year. Um, there you are. I'm like, I'm trying to find you so I can look at your, uh, tab the sense spurt. Yeah. And I, I'm dabbling with changing that because it's a <laughs> the, okay. So here's the thing I will say about that. That is like an instant, um, it took me a minute to find you. Yeah. Instead of just being able to type in your name because Instagram is weird, you know? And so it's like, that is a huge reason. Mine was Morgan's magical makeup. Then it was life itself with Morgan. Then I finally just changed it to the Morgan Zambrano and it instantly, like I was able to gain more traction because it's just, it's just easier. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, not that, and again, I always feel weird saying that because it's like, people's handles usually have like a meaning to them. Um, But it's like, it's becoming more and more like, well, I don't even know how to put not well known, but like, it's, it's becoming more and more common to just be like Tabitha Welch, you know, like, or something like that, or Tabitha Welch scent expert. Maybe we're all just growing up. What? (laughs) We're just going with our legal names. Like what? Like maybe we're just becoming adults. Ew. Um, I don't know. But I do think I've gotten more traction since I changed my handle just to my name. I really do. Like as silly as that sounds. I do think Um, I've been on a feeling like I need to do that. Yeah. Uh, And I only, again, I only say that because it took me a minute. It wouldn't even pull you up. I typed in your whole name and it wouldn't pull you up. And I was like, what is going on? Um, Okay. So what are your, I understand like wanting to do more social media, but is there an, the first question I want to ask you is, is there an actual goal tied into that? 
in, to reach more market, to get in front of more people, to, um, you know, grow my social media circuit. So again, I'm going to, I'm going to keep calling this out. What's the goal? I don't know if anyone's ever talked to you about this. The goal has to be specific or it's not a goal. So for example, I'm not even kidding. I, I X'd out of it and now I can't find you again. It really does not, it will not pull you up by your name. Out of here, I'm changing that thing. What is happening? I wish because I thought I had my name tied to it too. No, it is. You literally have your name on there, and I it will not. Whatever. I'm just I'm just annoyed with Instagram at this point. Right. You shouldn't be that difficult to find, especially when we talk all the time. I am banned on Facebook right now to post links, so I am probably being shadow banned. Yeah, I've, I literally, like, I, it will not let me find you. What in the world? Okay, whatever. I think you had like 500 followers. So the reason I'm asking, the reason I want you to make it tangible is because what can be measured can be improved. And if we're not measuring, then we don't know what we're improving. We're just kind of like half doing it. Yeah. And I, you can literally do all the things that you want to do. And you still might get there, but I, I literally promise you, you'll get there faster if your goal is a thousand followers. Like if that's the goal, you're going to get there faster because you know that that's the goal. And so if you say my goal is to get to a thousand followers by like May 31st, then you're going to be so focused on it that you might end up doubling your following in 60 days because you're just going to put your intentions towards hitting that specific goal. Um, I say that as someone who's wanted to hit 10,000 followers for three years now, but that's not the point Um, because I don't actually focus on it. I say it to a couple of people and I don't actually focus on it. Um, But I know that this is true because this is what I do with my team and their Facebook groups. I make them when they are feeling stuck in sales, which I do want to talk about those numbers too. But when they're feeling stuck in sales or stuck in recruiting, I kind of pull it back and I say, let's just focus on growing your group. What, like how many people in your group, how quickly can we get it? You know, a 25% increase. Cause if we focus on growing your group, then you're going to have more people to talk to you, to show the products to, to recruit. Does that make sense? And so, and it's actually an easier goal to get people in your group than to sell and buy, like they naturally sell and sponsor more when they're focused on growing their group. Um, and so anyway, so I would put a number on it for both Instagram and you have a, you have a Facebook group, right? I, I would put a number on that too, honestly. Like I would put a specific number on it. Um, and then, I mean, there's, I could dive totally into this, but I don't want to like overpower the call. Um, but yeah, so we can talk more about that in a second, but, uh, okay. So you want to grow social media. We want to grow your following. Um, what questions do you have so far about all of that? Um, no, that all makes a lot of sense. So like my customer group on Facebook is just my customers, my VIP page, you know, I'm only at like 365. So I, but I'm not focused on growing it. It's, I have started putting it where I do a giveaway each month and 
I mail stuff out to anybody who orders from me. And I have a three month mail system. Um, the first month they order from me, they get a free gift and then they get samples for the following two months, two months. But my retention rate on customers is ridiculous because of that system that I utilize. Well, a few months ago, I started putting a giveaway in that to where you just join my VIP page and because you ordered, I'm going to do a giveaway. And so that has been increasing my VIP page on Facebook, mm -hmm. which is the first thing I've done to try and increase it because it's not been my focus. Yeah. Um, so where are you since since you weren't focused on growing your group since I, like, again, it, it just wasn't the focus, which there's like, you're, you're doing amazing. So I don't think it needs to be. Um, but since that wasn't the goal, where have you been finding the customers? Is it like parties or is it through like reels? Like where are you finding your customers for the past you know 18 months? My new customers have been basically on referrals, um, doing parties. I really try to focus on home parties because um, nobody was doing them after COVID and that they're the bread and butter. They're amazing. If I can get in someone's house, I guarantee I'm going to sell something to every single person that's there. I would rather do a home party over Facebook every day. Like I'm good when I'm face to face with people or if I can get them on the phone or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, where all my focus has been and that's just been have a party book one from it. So that's where my grow rate has been. But I've not really had something to tie them into. Well, make sure you're following me on social media because like that wasn't my focus. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. So how much are you selling currently like per month? Um, at minimum 2,500. Okay. Um, what about in a really good month? Like, like November, like how much did you do in November? 5,300. Did you say 5,300? Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, I think, I mean, that's, phenomenal and you have what like a hundred did you say you have like a hundred people on your team yeah I've got to 99 I'm trying to break that hundred mark still they're killing me but yes um but I have noticed and that's another thing where I'm trying to again teach my team by how I'm doing it because they're not heavily focused on recruiting there I have a lot of people on my team that are focused on their personal business and only a handful that are also recruiting. And I know that that is a thing that I need to work on as well. I mean, it is normal though. I'll tell you, like, it's normal to focus on sales versus focusing on recruiting. There are ways, in my opinion, that you can kind of help people along if they want to. So when it comes to like, is this something you care about? Can I talk about this for a second when it comes to like growing your team? Um, sure. Okay. So the first thing I would do if you, whenever you do want to kind of like shift to this or focus on this, you could even do it for like one month. It doesn't have to be an all the time thing. Um, but I would start simply by asking either like if you have a group chat or if you have a team page, like whatever, doing an actual poll of who wants to grow your team. Um, because if no one wants to, and this is like a real talk conversation I've had with multiple people, sometimes your team isn't recruiting because they don't want to. And right. if they and if they don't want to, that's like their choice. It's their business. Um, and so if they, if you get a, like, if everyone says, if every single person on your team says, no, I just don't want to, then that's okay. Then we just, we find new people who do want to. But more than likely, there's a lot of people who will say, I want to, but I'm scared. I want to, but my numbers aren't good enough. I want to, but I don't know how to lead people. I want to, but I'm not you. I want to, but like, I want to, but I don't have time. 
I want to, but I had one person and then they quit and now I never want to recruit again. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so if they, if they want to, but we can work with that. It's just like, you got to figure out who even wants to and who doesn't. And then when you find the people who want to, there's like, there's so many different things that you can do. But the first thing, um, and again, it depends on how far like you really want to go into this, but a lot of people don't recruit because they don't know like the very first step of what to do when someone joins. It's literally that very first step. They're like, someone, I got the email that someone joined my team. Now what? And they're so scared of that first step that they won't even, they don't want anyone to sign up. And so one of the first things I did, I mean, I'm talking years ago, I was like six months into my business. I made a list of, and it was literally, I made it in like Google docs. This was 2018 before, like before I ever knew Canva existed anything. And it was like the 10 steps to when you get your first new distributor. And step one was literally message them with excitement. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to see that you joined my team. And it sounds so silly, but it's like, literally they get that email and they know, oh, I just need to message them and say, I'm so excited you joined my team. That yeah. was step one. <laughs> like step two was send them the link to the team page. Step three was tag them in the welcome post because the welcome post already has everything set up. Step four was introduce them on the team page. Step five was add them to the team chat. And it's like, once they realize all 10 steps are basically plugging them into you. They go, oh, I've been making this harder than I thought. Does that make sense? Oh, and yeah. You might, you might already have something like that, but. Um, yeah, no, I, so the way I do it now, like that's so simple and so genius. I'm definitely doing that. Um, but I have an onboarding system for anybody that I'm the director of. So that's anybody that's underneath me and no director between us. So I send them my onboarding system no matter what. But it's very, I, I'm not getting the results I want from it because it's not personable enough, I think. So I'm going to incorporate, which I've just started doing one-on-one -on -one coaching calls um, this last fall. That's the first time in my business that I've done that in yeah huge difference from mm -hmm. the and so I want to make that onboarding system where it has to like not has to but the one-on-one -on -one is part of it because I think if I know them more on a personal level I can connect with them which is going to invest in them and help them because I think people get scared they don't know what to do they're lost and then they're like okay I'm out of here like this was too hard well I will warn you though because if you're talking about your whole team if you have your team grow, like in January, my team added 220 people. I can't do one-on-ones with 220 people. It's not possible. So you need to have people on your first line or whatever you guys call them. We call it first line. Oh, um, <laughs> that are your, I mean, that are empowered to do those one-on-one -on -one calls themselves. Like that's where that growth is going to come from. And so they, like my team, for example, I have my mock launch party. I have the, like every single person gets added into my team page and they all get added into, we, I have what's like, I just recorded this. I don't think you need anything like this necessarily, but I recorded what I called the launch and learn masterclass. So it's a 20 minute video that literally walks them through step-by-step -step how to launch their business. Like including this is how, you know, this is how you place your first order. This is how you set up your VIP group you know, step-by-step, step, whatever. So it's a 20 minute video. Every person who joins my team, no matter what line they're on, they watch that video. 
But the difference is that their upline is the one tagging them in the video. So their upline is the one who is connecting them to me. And so if I go straight to that person, it's actually kind of taking the upline out of the picture, which you might think is a good thing, but I promise you it's not because your team, you will, I call it bottlenecking myself. Like if you think about like a bottleneck, like I cause my own issues by taking on more than I'm supposed to. The upline really should be the one connecting them to you so that they know to go to their upline, but they know they also have you. And it's not an either or, it's a both. Um, and yeah. so anyway, so another thing that I I still do this, <laughs> um, because again, I am, I am very hands-on while trying to keep that boundary. So when I see someone get a new team member for the first time, I message them and I say, oh my gosh, congrats. Like I have basically 10 steps for myself for a new new person. So I message them, oh my gosh, I see you got your first downline. I'm so excited. Here's the 10 steps for getting them started. And okay. I literally expect to see them, add them to the team page, tag them in the welcome post, post their intro post. And if they don't do that, I'm like, hey, just wanted to make sure everything's going okay. I haven't seen that intro post or whatever. Like, let me know if you have any questions about making the intro post. Well, like I'm on them because the more you can get the new leaders trained yeah. is actually more important than getting the new distributors trained because yes. if you have enough leaders they'll bring on the new distributors the leaders have to know what to do does that make sense so much sense oh my gosh and that's I mean if if I could tell you how long it took me to learn all of that like <laughs> yeah because I think right. I think I'm causing my own bottleneck by I am not requiring them to do what they need to be doing because I am just doing it for them. And it's, they're taking a back seat to their leadership. Uh-huh. And what happens is instead it's a revolving door instead of being able to grow because like you, by you taking on everything, what happens if you're busy? Then here's, here's another thing that happens. And I hope that this never happens to you, but this has actually happened to me. Like I've already told you, you remind me of me in my first 18 months. Like you're very much remind me of me. Um, and I took on everything and I did all the calls and I did all, I launched every single person on my team, no matter what line they were on, they could have been four levels deep. And I still was the one launching them. Like just, I think about it and I'm like, what? I mean, yeah. I don't regret any of it, but wow. Um, yeah. and the problem is the problem is people get so used to it that say you have, say like Susie Q on your team is a strong recruiter and she recruits person, person number one, you do the one-on-one -on -one call. Person number two, you do the one-on-one -on -one call. Person number three, you do the one-on-one -on -one call. By person number four, you might be thinking, wow, she has four people on her team. Like she's probably really good at this. You don't do that one-on-one -on -one call and now she's mad at you. Yeah. Because she's like, why aren't you doing the one-on-one -on -one calls? And you're like, they're not, they're not my first line. Like they're, they're your first line, go lead them. Like yeah. I would have people who I would help their team so much that they would rank, like they would hold a leadership title and then they'd get mad at me because I was like, if I ever like pulled back on leading their team. And yeah. so you're actually, it's almost like creating spoiled children. It's very similar. Um, so you can create really entitled leaders if you don't make them lead, like they need to lead. <laughs> um, so and I then, Facebook and messenger with all my leaders. And so like every Sunday, I, cause I did, I, I think I was headed this direction subconsciously. I didn't know I was, but I was like, I need to make them freaking do something. Yeah. 
And so like every Sunday I message them, okay, like check in with your downline, make sure that they're ready for this launch. You know, instead of me doing it, I am, or like it's the fifth of the month, shout at everybody that has sales this month. So I think that was the direction, but this is just whole other level that I'm like really excited about because I'm redoing full onboarding right now anyway. So this is perfect to implement it. So I can tell them, Hey, like tough love. My onboarding is no longer going to be there. You're going to have, and this is what we're going to do as a team. And really that's where you'll see who is actually leading and who isn't. And again, I wish this is something that I would have learned sooner because the thing is the leaders who lead, like they can grow faster if they're allowed to fly. Like they can actually do better once they feel empowered to lead their own teams. They'll actually do better versus the ones, this is going to sound silly, but the ones who don't, I will like kind of behind the scenes, pick up the slack on the ones who don't because it is my team too. And if they're not going to lead, I will. But instead of, sometimes I feel like we're like, Ooh, they have the biggest team. Like I should help them grow. And it's actually, there's kind of a balance of when they have a big team and they're doing well, grow them. This is my opinion. Grow them. They grow their team. When they have a team and they don't really do anything about it, it's, well, you've probably heard the term. It's called taprooting, where you like, you get to know their team and you find the strength within their team. And then you start to build people that are within their team. And so taprooting is another I would say that's a really like big strength of mine is if someone isn't going to lead and isn't going to do their job, I tap root, which, which just means that I do have more hands-on time with their team, if that makes sense. Um, So do you not, so you don't introduce yourself or anything to anybody that joins, they just see you in the team page? Currently, yes. When I first started, I did. Every single new person on my team I still think I should. I, I mean, in January, I would have gone to Facebook jail. But at the, like, I do think um, I want them. I do want them to know who I am. I want them to. Here's the. It's going to be honest with you. I, at this point, cannot answer the questions of every single person on my team. So I do try to have a boundary of where like, I want them to know that I exist. I want them to look at me as one of their leaders, but I don't want them messaging me to ask me how to log into the back office. Like, I'm not gonna answer the stupid questions. I'm not, they they could literally message me and I just don't even open it. Like I will not answer, it's not on my first line, I will. Like I'll I'll answer even the dumb questions on my first line. But if they're second, third, fourth, like, they need to, one, I would hope that they would utilize the group chats or customer service or something. Um, but yeah, I, I used to be the person who took all the questions for the whole team, even the silly questions that are asked every single day by new distributors. And I stopped. And that was something that like was really hard on my team because no one knew how to answer the dumb questions because I was the only person that did. And so it's actually been better, much, much, much better as far as communication within my team by me not being the point person. Because 
That's how I've kind of been identifying my leaders right now is because I did create a Facebook chat for anybody that or a messenger chat on my team that wants to be in there. It's not a requirement, but it's there. And so when a question's asked in there, I don't jump in the chat. I see it. I might know the answer to it, but I wait and I watch who's going to answer it. And those are what I've been identifying as my leaders because they're they're taking the time to answer it, even if they're not on their team. But that, that was a big thing for me too, to step back. But I was like, I, I can't, I cannot be at your guys' back and service 24 seven to answer these questions. An- another thing, and this is, again, this is only based on my own experience. So everyone's different. I wouldn't only identify leaders by people who are answering questions in chats because sometimes the people answering questions in chats are more of the helpers like and this is again it's just in my experience you would know based on their numbers but I have people on my team who make like two sales a month they can barely keep their own business afloat but they know all of the answers to every question And they really are more of like a helper, a cheerleader, a supporter. Like they probably love being part of your team. They enjoy answering people's questions, but it's kind of like customer service. They're kind of customer service. Makes sense. A lot of the time, like no offense to anyone, but like I'm not the person who's going to answer a question in a group chat with a bunch of people. I'm working my business. I'm leading my own team. And so a lot of the time leaders, like true leaders who are working and hustling and working their own business, they're not answering questions from other people's teams in a group chat. Mm -hmm. They're just not. Does that make sense? And so so understanding that they're, they're, they both have leadership skills, but they just are different. So you have your, like your supportive leaders. And then you also, like you have leaders who are leading because they're yeah, things are different. So like, just something to think about, because like, I know I wouldn't pop into a group chat to answer every, every question someone gives. Does that make sense? I think it's going to help me a lot, though, implementing this system that we just talked about for the onboarding. That's going to help me truly identify the leaders. But before, I didn't really know how. Like, I'm like, I because my upline, I didn't have a lot of support. And, you know, mm-hmm. I've, I've literally learned this all on myself in YouTube. Like, I am a self-taught leader. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know, like, that, and that's where I'm at. Like, I, I've spent the first year developing my customer base and myself. My second year was building a team. And now here's my third year. I really want to take, I want to build leaders. I want to mm-hmm. change as many lives as possible. Because I feel like that's where I'm different from a lot of people is I'm not here for the money. I'm not I'm here because obviously I love the products, but I feed off changing people's lives. I feed watching them go from paycheck to paycheck to being able to afford that next level or be home with their kids because I have a lot of stay-at-home moms like that is that's what feeds me and I want to be able to give people the tools to be able to take it to them they feel like a lot of people don't know that about me so that's where the social media thing comes in to where I'm trying to share that like I am, I'm a leader with a huge heart who's bettering myself and on a journey of self-development where I want to take as many people with me as possible. So it's just trying to figure all that out along the way. So when you're recruiting people, I'm going to close my door really quick, but when you're recruiting people, are you, so these people are coming mostly from in-person stuff. 
Um, it's a mix. I mean, I, I do a lot where I have parties for people and then I flip them the party, give them the sales from the party. That's where the majority of it comes from. Okay. Okay. That does make sense. Um, how many people did you recruit in 2023? Um, 19. Okay. Um, I averaged two a month. It's my typical. I was a little down. Well, no, I'm just trying to think. And you have like 100 people on your team. Uh, 99, you have 99 people on your team. 99 on my team and 41 are my front line. 40. I mean, that's that's pretty good. I mean, to have 60 people that your team has recruited, yeah. I mean, that's really great. I'm trying to think, Do you? so do you have people on your team who are ranked? Uh, yeah, so I just got my first director. So basically what a director is, is you have... 10,000 GWV, which is 75% of you and your team sales. So, and then three active frontline. So that was my first director that I've had, which it's a huge accomplishment. So I just last month got her. Um, mm -hmm. And then I have like two away from that rank. So, I mean, I mean, I am building leaders, but I feel like I don't, I, I really think what we've talked about is going to really help me develop them. I think that's what it was. I'm not, I don't want to develop codependent leaders. I agree. <laughs> yeah. I, well, so. I need to separate. <laughs> well, I have so many, I have so many thoughts, but it's fine. Um, okay. So what, uh, hold on. I'm trying to think of where I'm like trying to go with, <laughs> with my thought process. There's so many different things. So basically what I'm thinking in my brain is I do think, you know, and I know that you know this, but you never stop recruiting. So even when like you just had someone rank and that's like such a huge accomplishment, it's like, you know, did you still recruit two people in January? Yes. Okay, good. So I never like never stop recruiting just because that number, you know, we retain people as best as we can, but then they're also going to leave. And so the best way that you can lead your team, I think you know this, the best way you can lead your team is to lead from the front with you sponsoring, you, um, you selling, you doing all the things that's like the best way to lead them. And I don't want you to get like completely lost in, you know, creating an onboarding system and bringing up your leaders. Um, but my, my question for you was on, when it comes to your team, do you have like your whole team, you have a team, like a Facebook group? Yeah. Do you train them or like do, what do you do with your Facebook group? I'm curious. Yeah. So every, uh, every Wednesday night at 9 PM Eastern, I do an hour training, um, right. where they ask questions as well. I try to go live on there at least once a week where they can just come and talk to me, ask questions. Normally I'm working business or whatever. Um, I'll pop in when I'm in the car driving somewhere just to share if we have a launch going, like how transition tips, tricks, stuff like that. Um, and then I post resources in there. So every single day they're going to get what they should post for that day. I have it for the whole February. Um, and then I will share as I see things like other consultants, because I don't know if you guys are like this, but everybody shares everything in Sensi. Like we literally share whatever anybody's working on that's working, we share it. Um, and so anytime I see something, like I'm posting it in there, I have other people that are posting it in there. So it's like a great resource. Like any questions people have or 
they like, okay, what should I focus on today? Cause I think there's a lot of decision fatigue out there. So that's what, like, they get that at least every single day from me. So I would say I'm really active in that. What was your team volume in January? Um, we did, so 75% of it was 23,000. So that was what the GWB was. What does 75% of it mean? I'm sorry. I feel like that's a sense. So it is, it's a sensey thing. So it's our group wholesale volume, but all, that only accounts for 75% of my sales and my team sales. So I'm not sure why, but that's what we get paid on. So I get paid on 75% of everybody's, not 75, but I get paid a percentage on the 75%. So what's the, I mean, this has nothing to do with anything. I'm just curious. So what's, a hundred percent. What does that mean? Like, what would a hundred percent be? Um, that's, I guess what, cause like I get paid a hundred percent on like, what is my sales, but my team sales is only equivalent to 75%. Like that's what my group wholesale volume is. And then I have a team wholesale volume, which is anybody that's like not have a director between us. I'm just wondering how much your team sold. Like retail, do you have like a retail volume of how much they sold in January? So we did not, in, not including you, not including me. Right. Um, it would be probably just over 30,000. Okay. That's what I thought. Um, so let's say, and this is just an average, obviously you're going to have a, you're going to have a ton of zeros and then you might have, what's like your highest seller on your team? What do they usually do? Um, somewhere around three to four. Okay. So you're going to have zeros and you're going to have people doing three to 4,000. Your average is 300. Okay. If we have hundred people, 30,000 average is 300. And so do you have goals or like, like what's the next rank that you can hit? Uh, mine would be, um, star director, which is, I need, uh, three or two directors underneath me. And then that, 75% number needs to be 30,000. Okay. So I, I have one director underneath me and then I'm averaging in the 20,000s. Oh, I was like, I feel like that's super doable. Why aren't we running for the next rank, Tabitha? That is awful. My fall is, and I just started being public about it because it's so intimidating and scary. Um, but go do that. Yeah, I, um, it is by fall is my, that's my goal this year. Okay. So what I would do in your shoes, what like, granted, we've talked about a million different things. If the, I mean, if you're like, I love helping people rank, it's like one of my favorite things. You can ask my team. I get very excited. Um, it's something I think I'm really good at. Uh, so I would, you said by fall. So like, let's say six months, right? I would identify by doing all of these things that we just talked about. I would identify not one, but try to identify like three people who could possibly hit this director rank that you need them to hit. And then at some point run like an actual, like, like maybe start, start meeting with them, start talking to them about it, start getting them recruiting. Cause you said they need, they need three people, right? Yeah, exactly, they need yeah. three people and then they need 10,000. Mm -hmm. in volume okay 10,000 in volume out of three people doesn't make sense so they need more than three people but they need three people so it has to be three people that is over 200 
because our active is 200 PRV, which is before sales tax. And, um, but the, but the 10,000 in volume, is that in one month? Yeah. One month. I just feel like to get to 10,000. It takes about 10 to 12 people. That makes more sense. I was like, yeah. Like 10,000 in volume with three people. But it typically is around 12 people. Yeah. And does it, does it include their own sales or is it their? Yeah. It includes their own. See, that's something my company does not do that. Our personal numbers do not count into our team numbers. Okay. So like our team has to hit everything on their own without us. And so hearing most, like most companies that I talk to like this include the personal sales in the team volume. And it blows my mind. Um, like, okay. <laughs> right. Like I'm like, my, that's why I always say, I'm like, I, I don't care if I like, I mean, I love selling, don't get me wrong, but like my sales numbers don't count for anything. Um, and they, and they don't count for anyone above me either because I am broken off. And so my numbers count for nobody. Um, and I, my numbers are not bad. Anyway, so um, my thought is I would identify like three, to, if you could do five, three to five, I've done a lot of running groups with five and that's what I call it. I literally call it like, we're going to do a running group and you know, the three of you or the five of you or whatever like we're running to director together. And I would even say like, like you think about rerunning to rerunning to director yourself, even though there's no achievement for that. Just like, like, like for example, in my company, we, our first rank is also three people. And every time we do it in a single month, like with three new people, like if I recruit and get those three people to $600 in volume within the month, I get like an achievement, I get an award. And so every single month that we do that, we like get a little basically like a checkbox. Um, <laughs> and so thinking about that in your mind, like we're all gonna run to director together. I'm gonna coach you guys on how to do it. And I'm also gonna do it myself. You can watch me, blah, 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 whatever. And then you get them connected so that they are like friends. They're in a chat together. They're all running together. Um, and then you really like coach them. And when you don't have to do it like this heavy, but when I do coaching groups like that, I'm also doing like one-on-one -on -one coaching with them. Um, like I will all, we have the group chat together, but then I will also do one-on-one -on -one coaching, like either every single week or bi-weekly um, to make, to keep them really on track towards this bigger goal. And so anyway, so that's something, you know, we can always talk about that more when it, when you get closer to it, but I would have that in the back of your mind of like, this isn't, and I know that you know that it's not magic, but it's not that it's not magic. It's that it's, you can, I genuinely think you can be strategic enough to hit a rank purely through strategy, like literally by being like, okay, if I move the right parts in the right pieces and I understand how to, you know, move the biggest door with the smallest hinge, like you can get yourself to a rank. Um, and so that's why I like to use like coaching groups and being like, I only need one, but I'm going to coach five of you. Maybe we can get two, three of you there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so that's something to think about, like, for down the road. For now, just looking and being like, who could my three people be? Right. Which I've had my identified directors for a while. <laughs> I am in the, the one who I thought would hit it first. She did. Um, but March, we typically have a $25 join special. So I've kind of been grooming because... Um, I was going to call it a director dash, um, but I really think that March, I don't know. I really think magic's going to happen in March uh, because of that. And 
I have, I also promoted to director in March when it was a $25 joy special and sponsored 10 people that month. So like that, I think that's probably why I feel connected to that, even though I don't plan on promoting then, but I don't know. I I'm definitely might do. I mean, I don't know about y'all, but March for us is our biggest month of the year besides November. Like yeah. March is huge, like huge for us. Um, but it's also our end of year. So like for us, we're like running towards all of our big goals because our year ends on March 31st all right, so, our, in April. In okay, yeah. So I think it just kind of builds towards that end of year. March is our brand new catalog. So I think uh, with new catalog and a $25 joint. Mm -hmm. See, um, did you have, like, do you have questions? I'm sorry. I feel like we keep like going off on tangents. No, this is perfect. This is, this has me aligned with exactly what I was um, thinking. I do have where I will allow uh, one-on-one -on -one coaching calls to be booked with me. And I do have that open to anybody as of right now, because like people aren't running to do it, but I've been doing probably two a week um, and they've been new people. And then I give them homework before they can book another call with me. Cause I want to make sure they're not wasting my time. Um, I mean, I know eventually that's probably not going to be obtainable to offer it out to everyone, but that is something that I'm doing because I want to get to know my downline. Honestly, I don't see, I don't see anything wrong with that. I think if you up level your leaders, like, I don't think you necessarily have to downplay, like, I don't think you necessarily need to do less if you don't feel like you're doing too much. I think they can probably just do a little bit more. Um, and then it can feel like, oh, I have two really great leaders instead of like, I have an upline and I have a leader. Does that make sense? Last week, I did a joint coaching one on one with her frontline. And it was a new onboarding thing. And I really liked that because I felt like that. And she was like, so intimidated, almost ready to quit. And then after talking to us, it like completely changed her perspective. And then she was ready. And she already hit our first or two goals that you have in the first 70 days just since that phone call. No, I think I mean, one-on-one -on -one calls are huge. I mean, I do them, I only do them with my first line, but it's my first line is 120 people. So I only offer them to my first line, um, but they make a huge difference even for people who like don't do like a ton or like for people who get stuck, but also even for high level people, like you can always bring people higher. You know what I mean? Especially the higher you climb, which is a big reason why I said, you know, don't stop recruiting. Don't stop selling. Don't stop. Don't stop growing because right. even, you know, you did $5,000 in November. Who's to say you can't do $10,000 in the next November. If you keep working on social media, if you grow your group. If you grow your email list, if you grow your audience by black Friday, you could do $10,000 in sales because you grew your business. Does that make sense? And so the crazy part is that as you grow yourself, your team is naturally going to grow. Like right now you said, you know, on average, you're doing like 2,500 in sales a month and your highest in sales are around 3000. That's normal because you're probably typically going to be the cap of your team. And so if you increase your sales to $10,000 a month, you might naturally see those people that are doing 3000 go to 7,000 just because they know it's possible because of you. And right. so anyway, again, it <laughs> the way that I think about, my team is like 
like I just said to you, what is the, what is the smallest thing I can do to make the biggest impact? And a lot of the time, the smallest thing I can do is recruit myself or increase my sales myself. Because when I hit a new achievement, my top achievers are like, wait, I want to do that. You know what I mean? Um, And so it's just thinking about those like small ways that you can help to motivate your team. Um, And then I was actually going to mention for your, the reason I was asking about your team page, um, do you ever do challenges with your team? I've tried it a couple of times and it was really successful. And that was something I did want to plan out for the year. So my thing is, you know, I, I do a top 10 um, every month. The Facebook banners that I mail things to the top 10, the top five get um, gift cards from me. Um, I have a sticker program where they get a monthly collector sticker for that. But it's typically, you know, the same 10 people it might have new people fluctuate. So I'm trying this what is something that will show other people? Like maybe it's someone who is active on the team page or it's someone who um, just got active. Because I, I don't want people to be stop trying because it's the same people each time. Yeah. Um, so that's why I was like, okay, I'm going to do monthly challenges. And it's like, okay, here's five days. Who can sell the most in this five-day pan rather than the whole month long? Yeah. And that's so... Something that I love, like love, like I, I could literally talk about this all day long, um, is challenges. And it's not just like, I mean, who can sell the most is great, but it doesn't always have to be the most. It's who can get one sale today. Who Like okay. every single person who gets one sale today is entered. Every single person who gets five sales in five days is entered. But then you can even bring it down even more and it can be like um, every single person who, so I'll make little in Canva, you can make bingo boards, but they only have nine squares. So it'll be like, send three follow-ups, offer the opportunity to one person, go live, um, make a post on your personal page about your favorite item from the new catalog, whatever. It'll be like nine tasks. And I'll say, you know, who can get a blackout in the next 48 hours? And so I'll give them like nine things to do within 48 hours. And then every single person who gets a blackout is entered to win blah, blah, blah. Like it doesn't matter. Um, and I do these challenges like almost every single day. Oh, okay. Like literally, I, and again, that's a lot. You don't have to do them weekly. Some people do them monthly. So, I mean, a lot of people don't do them at all. Um, but I really think it's a huge reason why my team, my team stays plugged in and even the most average, average, average distributor stays motivated because I'm not just saying like, you know, who, who can get the most sales? I'm saying, can you get one? I'm saying, can you go live on your personal page today and share your top three favorite scents for spring? Like whatever. And I'll give them very specific. It's not just go live today. It's go live. And here's the topic. Um, and anyway, so I have, I mean, literally I have like hundreds of ideas for challenges and if you ever again this could be like a whole separate call um but when it comes to challenges I want you to think about like what do I want my team to do what do they need to do this week like and it doesn't and if it's sell if you're like I really need them to sell and then you're like well but I know they don't have the audience okay so can we do a reels challenge where they do seven reels in seven days can we do a live video challenge where they do 
five live videos in five days. Like maybe they do go live every single day, but no one's commenting, commenting and interacting. Okay. Let's do an engagement challenge where for five days in a row, they have to connect with five different people. So at the end of the five days, I know that they've talked to 25 different people about non-business related things, just had five human conversations a day. And so anyway, I literally think about like, what does my team need and how can I make it fun? And then it's like, I mean, I'm talking, I like blast them like every single week. So that's just an idea. No, that's that. Oh my gosh, girl. Got my brain on fire. I'm so excited. It's exactly what I was meaning. Uh, because that's that's exactly what I wanted to get from them. I I know I need to I need to incentivize or like bait the people who maybe are just like I don't are I'm here. Like you said, the average you know distributor. That's exactly. Yeah, and I. I, yeah, I know they did really well last year. I, I had an extra diffuser on hand. So like I just gave away a diffuser. And so and I, I, I forget what the challenge was, but I got so much interaction from that. And I know, I know like those were some great ideas. I was trying to write them down as fast as I could. Yeah, but. I recorded all of this. It's fine. Um, but, but it's on my mind because I actually just finished up my challenge that I'm giving to my team on Thursday. And what I did was I actually kept it really generic because I'm sharing it with other leaders that I know. So I'm going to send you the, do you use boards? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to send you the board so you can look at it. And if you want to use it, you can use it. It's literally the challenge is already complete. All you would have to do is plug in the prizes and the, like what, what action steps you want them to do. So like for my, my team's going to get entered for every new customer that they get from Thursday to Sunday. Um, but you could pick, whatever yeah. you want as the action. And so I can send that to you so that you can look at it and see if you're interested. You don't have to use it. No. But I'm so excited about it. So. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I've kept you a really long time. Do you have any, any last questions before I let you go? Oh, I am so excited. I'm definitely going to go over this and this is, but I definitely do want to keep connecting with you and working with you. Of course. I love it. And I love that. Like, I feel like we're friends. I'm like, I enjoy talking to you. I don't even know how we connected Megan. It was Megan. Right. I think hey, Megan. And then I seen you a lot in the accelerator page. And so for Jesse, so yeah, that was, and yeah, I was like, I need, I've tried different coaching, like trials and stuff. And I was like, I just need to work with someone because I have so many things up here and I'm just like, I know what I want and I know what I want to work on, but I needed someone to like zone me in on what my feature is. And this is exactly what I needed. Yay. So that was helpful. So. Okay. Well, I will, I'll stop the recording so we don't go too long.